Hey guys, check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode of the podcast, Now That I'm Older. It's a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time with your host, Shane Smith. Woo! Wheeling, dealing, limousine, right, jet flying, son of a gun! And Ken Baldwin. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We talk about things that happened to us when we were younger. We talk about some random news stories, and we basically just sit around and shoot the shit. So check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode. Thanks a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the eighth wonder of the world, the Powerful Nerdcast. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Powerful Nerdcast. I am Corey, your hostess with the mostest, and join with me again, as always, is Christian. Hello, Internet. Yes, welcome to the show on this beautiful holiday week. It is, of course, Thanksgiving in a couple of days, and we are preparing to stuff ourselves mad with all of the amazing food the great football games coming out this week not to mention it'll give me plenty of extra time to continue playing pokemon sun and moon which i am completely obsessed over at the moment which we'll definitely talk about a little bit today but we have some really big topics for you guys uh let's just go ahead and jump into them because what's really cool is and this is something that we want to do for the next couple episodes of the podcast and indefinitely if possible we want viewer questions we want you guys to ask us anything you want and our first question today is going to, and I lost it because I'm completely frigging un- Anyway, let me take over, over for a second while you look, Corey. So, yeah, you guys, so Thanksgiving is here this week. We are T-minus two days away from stuffing ourselves and proving what everyone thinks about Americans to be true, <laughs> that we eat way too much, and that is for sure happening this week. <laughs> we are thankful for big belts. Corey, so uh, what's your favorite, like, dish during thanksgiving Uh, mine is definitely stuffing and uh, i would say pumpkin pie damn man that's hard to choose because they're all good in their own certain way i don't know if i could choose just one Uh, pick Um, two or three uh okay then let's choose three uh favorite things obviously it's stereotypical but you gotta have some turkey it's it's not my favorite i like turkey turkey. with a little bit of gravy always freaking saves the day i love it um another thing that i really freaking love is sweet potato casserole or sweet potato souffle which is what my mom makes which is basically just mashed sweet potatoes mixed with cinnamon and sugar and all types. Well, not sugar. There's already no sugar in there. And uh, pecans, and it's covered with marshmallows on the top. And she makes this, like, streusel topping that she puts over it that just basically turns it into a dessert, but we serve it as a side dish. Sweet potato casserole is practically a dessert. I like how you added that in because after you put marshmallows on it, and it all bakes down, it, it's pretty much a dessert. Yeah, and like I said, she puts like a like a crumbled streusel topping on the top with like yeah, syrup yeah. and stuff, so it's sweet as shit. You fucking put some vanilla ice cream there and you got a dessert. Boom, there you go. Yeah, or um, and a then side like dish. A, and then a third dish, because I just, I gotta throw something green in there. Um, it, it's kind of a, a, a tie between my mom's green beans, but my brother always brings uh, these Brussels sprouts, which are really freaking good. He, he roasts them with oh, yeah. garlic and bacon, and they get like really crispy be on the outside and they're just they're super juicy and moist 
and just delicate. Like I, I, I didn't used to like Brussels sprouts as a kid because when I was a kid, I was just I hated most vegetables. Period. Uh, but over the years, I've really grown like addicted to those. You know, it's funny because most people don't like Brussels sprouts. And I don't that's know what they're, they're missing out, man. They're great. That's because they boil them or they steam them and they become these soft, mushy little tiny cabbages. Yeah, you got to roast those. You bitches. have to. You got to put them in the oven at like 400, 420 for like twenty minutes. I make them with uh, olive oil and black pepper. Mm-hmm. That's all I do. And then 20 minutes at 400, 420, wherever you want. You know, you want them extra crispy, you go for 420. You just want them cooked through. Uh, 400 degrees is fine. Mm-hmm. And that is the best side dish with like steak or something, too. Oh, hell yeah. You know, God, not- I'm getting hungry just thinking about this <laughs> shit, man. Like, there's, there's two meals that I look forward to the most every year, and that's uh, Thanksgiving and the food that we eat at Christmas. Is that and good? It, it, they're they're very different too because like you I know, know like you and your family getting together for meals is like a real tradition. Oh, it's in your a, family. It's, it is a big deal, and any chance I can have to like get close to my mom's house and eat her cooking, which I miss so freaking much. But this year, for the most part, I'm going to be doing a lot of the cooking. Yeah, you're kind of stepping up as well as myself now that I have my own house and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, uh, my girlfriend and my family are all coming to my house, yeah. so it's kind of like, oh shit. Like, I have to cook a lot of this. I have to clean this whole house. Mm -hmm. I have to have tables and and placemats and everything set for everyone. And I am subtly crippled, uh, (laughs) secretly crippled by the pressure of all of this holiday. It's it's starting to become a reality. Like, as you get older, you know, you always sort of relied on the fact that your parents were the ones who were cooking Thanksgiving dinner. But, you know, we're starting to get up there in age a little bit. And our parents are definitely starting to get up there. You know, my mom, uh, it's hard for her to just even, like, stir stuff now. Uh, she, she's getting a little up there, so that's why I'm deciding to help her out a lot. And you know, she's taught me so many things over the years. I've worked in restaurants before, and I, I think I have a pretty good, you know, culinary, culinary eye. So, uh, and I and I've cooked a lot of the side dishes and even the turkey a few times at our Thanksgiving. So it's something that I'm really looking forward to. I'm going to get a real early start on it because the tradition in our household is usually on Thanksgiving we eat early, like we eat at like noon. Oh, yeah, that's definitely early. Yeah, Uh, but, I mean, everybody has their own traditions. There's some folks who like to, you know, do the whole uh, dinner time, you know, bring out the turkey, show it to everybody, carve it at the table. We're we're southern, so we kind of go buffet style with it. It's like, easier that way. Yeah, though. it's a lot easier, and we and we have things like attached to slow cookers, so everything always stays warm. Um, the one thing we do do is you know we go Norman Rockwell with it. Do, we bring do. out the turkey and just show that to everyone, and we're just like ooh ah. Some people like to take pictures of it, and then we pull it away. Wait thirty minutes. People start getting some uh, some appetizer dishes, and then we uh, carve up the turkey, and then we eat. Yeah, you have to let the turkey rest. Yes. You got, after you pull that, that bitch freaking, out, you think you just want to start slicing it up, but that's oh not the no, way it works. Oh, no, don't even – you'll ruin your whole bird doing that way. And always take it out – I always take mine out 10 minutes earlier than it usually says because that thing is so hot. It's just a giant ball of hot meat, and it's just going to keep cooking no matter what. Like it's going to take a while for that thing to cool down. Even after 30 minutes, it's still going to be pretty freaking hot. Yeah, like you really have to be careful because mm-hmm. like that stuff is hot, son. Yes. Mm. So these were our, uh, of course, our holiday tips for you guys. If you guys are excited about Thanksgiving, please tell us why in the comment section below what your favorite Thanksgiving dish is. And uh, if uh, you have any thanks or any messages you want to give out to anybody, this is a great outlet to do that. We wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. But it's time to get nerdy. And that's what we're going to do right now. First off, we have a viewer question. This is from Ayers01, and he asks... Uh, or she. Uh, so, SKG9000, given what you know about the Dragon Ball Super uh, so far, are you guys still excited for the upcoming dub for the show? 
also is Christian into Pokemon series uh, as well. So first, let's start with the Dragon Ball Super question. Are you excited for the dub that just got announced? Yes, of course. But I've also been saying I'm not going to be surprised when it comes out because mm-hmm. I know it's coming out. Oh, it definitely whether, is. There's no w- doubt about it. Whether they announce it or not, it's coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited that now we sort of have – do we have a date necessarily? Uh, I don't think we – we don't have anything uh, super concrete yet, but it's it's going to happen. Okay. Well, then I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready to see it because, to be honest, I have been watching Dragon Ball, Super Z, whatever – all the time recently with uh, Japanese voice actors. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of used to it now, yeah. you know? It doesn't even, like, phase me anymore. But damn it, you know, I love uh, Vegeta's American voice actor and Goku, so I'm all about that. <laughs> Chris you know, Sabat? When, yeah, Chris Sabat, who yeah. we've met, who's a really cool guy. Great guy. I think he's he's also the voice of Piccolo, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah so. I, I remember that character when mm-hmm. he was important. Currently vo- voicing uh, <laughs> Zoro in the One Piece dub. Yeah, so... You know, I'm excited about that. I think that uh, uh, that's going to be get more people into Dragon Ball Super. I think yeah. that's. Gonna I don't make think it, that's going to be difficult. Well, it's not difficult, but it's going to kind of like the people that aren't used to Japanese voice actors. Let's be honest; it's almost like watching a new show when you get exposed to that the, for the very first oh, time. Definitely. Because you're like, "Damn it, that's, that, that doesn't sound like the character I know yeah. and love." I never envisioned Goku sounding the way he did when I watched the Japanese version for the first time, and I was kind of off put by it. I was just like, "What the hell is this? It sounds like a little girl." Mm-hmm. And you know, then I just decided, you and know, then, screw it. You I found out it of- was a little Chinese woman. <laughs> Well, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. My bad, everyone. <laughs> but um, when I got them all on DVD, I'm like, I'm finally going to sit down and watch the whole series in Japanese. And it really has grown on me to the point where it is my favorite version. But I still have a really big soft spot for the English dub, and I still think it's totally watchable. When we went to go see the uh, the latest film they had, the, uh, the Golden Frieza movie, that was in English, and it was still enjoyable as crap. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody in that theater was totally gelling that movie. I, like, rewatch some of those scenes, you know, because mm-hmm. I just think they're, like, that good. Yeah, you know? and, I mean, like you said, I still think Vegeta's voice actor is doing good. Frieza's voice actor is new, um, but that that's the beauty of this new show, too, is there's not going to be any, like, baggage for a lot of the older characters. Like, we know a lot of people are going to be returning, but there's a lot of new characters in Dragon Ball Super, so we're going to have some new voices attached to them. Um, I, I actually haven't even watched Battle of Gods or Resurrection F in English yet. Or no, no, I have seen Resurrection F, um, but I barely remember like what Beerus and Wee sounded like. But they didn't. I remember when hearing them, I wasn't like, like, ugh, that sounds awful. Like it still managed to sound appropriate. Like Beerus was still intimidating and royal sounding, and Wee's was still ridiculous and extremely effeminate. Yeah, well, Wee's. I thought Wee's uh, voice actor was perfect. Uh, Beerus's does not bother me at all. No, I have no like like complaints for that so i think that that's very very cool that they're pulling off both those new voices in english i'm interested to see how they're going to make champa sound because in the japanese version he's got like this like really high-pitched sounding voice which i really do think is perfect for his kind of character but a lot of the times that can be reinterpreted in the english version um i wonder if they're just going to make him sound kind of like goofy and fat or if they're also going to kind of try to go for like that really high-pitched sound because like you look at a character like yajirobe who in the English version sounds like he smokes like 20 cigars a day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, Jirobi! And then in the uh, the Japanese version, he, he sounds, again, similar to Goku in a sense, where he, he just sounds super high-pitched and almost to the point where it's like, that, that's not Yajirobi. Like, when I was watching uh, Dragon Ball Super with my friend Ben the, uh, a couple weeks ago, and he heard Yajirobi for the first time in the Future Trunks arc, he'd never heard him in Japanese before. Um, and he was just like, what the fuck is wrong with Yajirobe? 
<laughs> like someone sounds like they're constantly like choking him. Like it makes no sense. Ah, maybe he's into that. Maybe he is. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, Jarobi's in the autoerotic asphyxiation, but like maybe it's really good. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's why we're people, missing out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's the problem that it ma- takes it to the next level, and we just don't know. Yeah. You know, but bring it to your Thanksgiving table this year. But what? Um, <laughs> But I'm, 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 I am excited for the dub. Um, I really hope it's going to premiere on Toonami. That's, like, my main wish. Because, um, you know, Toonami's doing okay right now. But right now, like, anime on, like, cable television, on American television, has an incredibly small presence. Like, it's just slowly being, like, put on the shelf. What like, about, well, why don't you also think that, like, anime is just an internet thing? I mean, you it's know. definitely, oh, I definitely think it has more of a presence online, uh, especially with places like Crunchyroll and just the fact that you can basically Google just about any anime and find it. I have never watched Dragon Ball Super on anything but the internet. Yeah. You I mean, know? well, that's the only way we've had access to it. Well, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> I mean, I'm extremely happy that the dub is coming out because it means I am going to be able to start picking up the DVD sets, which I totally will buy Funimation. I'm throwing my money at you already. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I want it to premiere on Toonami, because Toonami is doing really good right now, but they need, like, another really big, solid hit, because, like I said, there's barely any anime even on Cartoon Network anymore. They just pulled the Pokemon anime series from Cartoon Network, and they're now going to be putting it on Disney uh, XD, which is a a channel that not a lot of people have. I don't even have the channel, so I'm not going to be able to watch the new Sun and Moon anime, which... We'll discuss. Won't matter. Won't matter. Um, I, and by the way, for those who tune into our uh, YouTube channel, I am heavily considering reviewing that anime series, despite the fact that it does not appeal to my demographic. So and all you guys need to do is just blow Corey up, and it'll push him over the edge. I've already been blown up uh, a little bit over the last week, but you like... need to be blown up again. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, anywho. But yeah, I I think it's safe to say we're pretty excited for the Dragon Ball Super dub from just what it's going to deliver with the new stuff, and hopefully it'll make a splash on uh, television just as much as it does on the internet. Yeah. All right, so the other part of that question uh, was specifically towards you, Christian. Uh, Okay, here's the thing. Okay, let's talk about my love of Pokemon. Let's talk about Pokemon in my life. Yeah. (laughs) So it all started in middle school. I think it was like eighth grade or seventh grade when that game blew up for Mm me, and... uh, Red and uh, red and blue were big. Yeah, you know, and the truth is, I just never got into it. Yeah. I just never got into it because I was like all about RTSs on mm-hmm. computers, like uh, Starcraft been. and things like that. Mm-hmm. That like consumed my summer. Uh, I think uh, transitioning into high school, I would just play nothing but like Starcraft constantly. Mm-hmm. I just liked PC games, and also when I was younger, I did not like uh, like grinding to get your stats up. Mm-hmm. What would you call that? Like a no, wow exa- kind of game? That, no, that's what it is. It's just grinding. Yeah, and so and the love of those Pokemans just never got me, and yeah. that's probably why you guys have never seen me in a Pokemon video with Corey, unless it was like we made a specific video, which we have not done. But I'm thinking like, how could I be in a Pokemon video right now? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like top 10 favorite Pokemon I like for no reason at all. <laughs> you know, and it's just like me going right off the art. That would design. be a good video. Yeah. To be, you know, just like choose them on the most like superficial of levels. I mean, you have over 700 to choose from. I'd be like, I like this one because he's a dragon. Next. Next. <laughs> There's yeah. like 40 dragons yeah. or more like in the series too. Well, he's so the you... best to me. And everyone would be like, well, his stats aren't, th-. I'd be like, I don't fucking care about well, stats. Fuck your stats, man. Yeah, he's a I dragon. never take stats into account with, uh, with those videos. But, uh, so, uh, you know, 
what do you call that kind of style of game where you have a character and you build them up, even though you have a bunch of characters in a uh, uh, an RPG? RPG, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's right. Yeah, yes. I've just never been into RPGs. Mm-hmm. I kind of got into Diablo for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and I got into Skyrim for a little bit, uh, and. I, you played through the Stick of Truth. I played... Well, damn, I love those characters so much. That's a little different. <laughs> but the Stick of Truth was great and funny. Yeah. And Pokemon is boring and uh, long. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Uh, no, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, with Sun and Moon, which just came out, I'm I'm literally 22 hours into the game, and I've barely accomplished anything. Like, last night when I played, uh, I played for, like, I'm not even going to lie, like, six hours straight. All I did the whole time was just grind. I can tell. You haven't had a shower in, like, three days. <laughs> <laughs> is it no that's not true okay two, two days two days yeah well i can tell cory uh good thing this is not smell vision podcasts because you'd smell like a fucking uh some large gross pokemon insert name here let's just call muck <laughs> you smell like muck or garbador muck use acid <laughs> muck use take a shower <laughs> so either way guys i do appreciate pokemon I like seeing dudes get together and want to trade Pokemon. I, I see the appeal of the game. It's simply put, as you get older, you do not have as much free time. And I see the dangers of Pokemon in my life. And I cannot have that in my life. Because, like, like man, like I only have so much time. And I want to I wanna build a badass gaming computer and sit here and play Battlefield 1 all day. And I... Like, even the things I want to do, I don't have time to do. So, like, the idea of getting into Pokemon is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, I think that is the failure of that series is that it is scary to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, Pokemon Go got me for, like, a week, and then I dropped that. But, like I'm saying, I just, I'm a little overwhelmed, you know, trying to uh, uh, get into I can understand that. that, especially with considering how many there are. There's a lot. There's a lot. But to be fair, the the games do ease you in pretty good. I mean, especially this new game right here. I think it's honestly the perfect jumping on point, if anything, just of how it explains every concept. And, you know, it's always good when there's new Pokemon because everybody can experience them in a new way. I mean, I, there's so many. I keep running into things like I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? That's like the coolest thing about the games is the sense of discovery. You're like, is that a Weedle? Is oh. that a Weedle? No, it's a Spupa. <laughs> it's a Spupa. <laughs> or a Grubbin. Exactly. I you know, it's just, it, it, you get really excited when you run into new Pokemon, but I can understand you. I mean, this is a game series that's been going strong for 20 years with pretty much no breaks at all, and the metagame is growing, like, every couple years. There's always a new edition, which is changing things and changing up the rules, and there are some things they've introduced in Sun and Moon, which have really shaken up, like, the entire metagame, uh, especially when it comes to uh, the new concept of Z-moves, and there's still Mega Evolutions involved. There's Alolan Pokemon now. So there is a lot. But, yeah, I, I can understand it. I'm, I'm actually really surprised you were able to escape from the wave of uh, the Pokemon hype. I mean, we went to two different middle schools. Um, in, in our middle school, Pokemon was like king. Like, everybody was all up into that bitch. Especially, like, at the very beginning of 1999. When it came out at the end of 98, everybody was just like, what is this stuff? Why is this so popular? And then 99, I swear to God, after we all came back from Christmas break, everyone had a new Game Boy Pocket. Everybody had their copy of Red and Blue, and it got to the point where they even had to, like, ban it. Like, they couldn't let us bring our Game Boys in. We couldn't bring the cards in anymore. It was just way too much of an immense distraction. Well, I understand it. I'm just saying, man, I went home, and I played Counter-Strike, and I played RTS games like StarCraft. Yeah. uh, And that was it. That's what I did with my free time when I was younger. I mean, you're the StarCraft master, though. I'm not very good at StarCraft. 
you know. I mean, I've seen. I always play, needed more. To dominate at that game. I need to. Uh, I always needed more pylons. <laughs> Zerg rush. You know. Oh God. <laughs> the Zerg we rush. need more pylons. <laughs> But yeah, like it was fun and I, I wasted it. Le- I say I wasted, but I had a great time, you mm-hmm. know, not trying to fuck chicks, just playing Pokemon, not Pokemon <laughs> Starcraft. Just lived it. You know, I lived it. I was young, though. I didn't know any better back then. Of course not. But uh, uh, Pokemon is great, man. I'm just, I can't get into it. There's mm-hmm. two, even we have a show called The Powerful Nerdcast, and we ourselves cannot cover all the nerdy topics out there. Mm-mm, there's like, just too many. The subculture of the word nerd or nerdy things is super large now. And like I even meet people on, uh, you guys know I have a, a, a video production company. It's what I do most of the time when I'm not here uh, doing YouTube videos. And everyone I meet has some sort of nerdy thing. And I have introduced One Punch Man to so many people. Uh, just the other day, we were having a conversation about all the voice actors we met. And uh, someone, I was like, yeah, I met the voice actor that played Winnie the Pooh. And they're like, oh, that's so-and-so. I, what was his name, Jim Cummings? Or yeah, is that yes, it is. Jim Cummings. And they knew that who that person was. And they were like... I don't want to say they were envious, you know, they're like, holy shit, you met Jim Cummings, you know, we were talking about voice acting and all this stuff. And I was talking about how we got to meet Hodor uh, that one time. Mm -hmm. And uh, God, I wish he held the door open for me when we knew him back then before that shit. (laughs) That just would have been a great story, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, he did not hold the door open for me. Mm -hmm. That was Mm -hmm. bullshit. Fucking Hodor. I got a really good (laughs) selfie with him, though. Which I never posted anywhere. That's the thing. Sometimes I get selfies with like celebrities, and then I never post them. Yeah, you you almost like you kind of feel like maybe you're encroaching on them a bit. Maybe like you don't want to alienate them. And be like you're just taking advantage of their fandom. Uh, I did post the one where I met Ron Jeremy, though. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's what you, you skip Hodor and everybody else, but you go for fucking Ron Jeremy. Did you ever tell that story? No. <laughs> Here, go, before we move on, uh, we, we're done with the whole Pokemon thing. We understand you're a casual fan. You've got to tell us this this story of meeting the legendary Ron Jeremy. Okay. His stature is known by many. His large stature. <laughs> so there I am. I'm filming an episode of uh, Atlanta Eats in Hartfield's Jackson Airport, Hartfield Jackson Airport in Atlanta. And we're just walking, walking, walking. And then someone's like in the crew whispers to me like, hey, I think that's someone famous. And I look over and there is a shorter than you think gentleman uh, over there. Everyone says that about celebrities, that they're shorter than you thought. But I think they design the sets to kind of make them look bigger. Yeah. You know, like if you're like the hero I mean, what's or the, What's the old saying that uh, the camera adds like height or pounds or something? I think it says the camera adds 10 pounds. But it also, you know, like uh, I remember the actor uh, that plays Jon Snow. I think his name's Kid or Kit. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was saying how he had never been on a set with so many short people, and then he realized, oh my god, they're trying to make me look taller, you know. <laughs> and Kit's not a tall guy; like he's like five seven, you know. Wow. Like he's actually a real short dude. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, under the average, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, there I am. I see this guy turn, and he has a T-shirt on that says the one-eyed monster and i'm like that is totally ron jeremy (laughs) (laughs) the the one-eyed monster yeah so i went over there and i just like hey man can i get a selfie and i was actually about to abandon it because he was looking for his flight because we were in the airport Mm -hmm. and he's like oh no no get over here man you waited long enough and we took a selfie and then the producers were like damn it christian you shouldn't have done that and i was like too bad it's too late i now i i've now met ron jeremy and have proof so it's all good (laughs) so Anyway, it was a did fun. You f- did you feel uh, insecure next to Ron Jeremy, Christian? I felt inadequate in many ways. 
I mean, he's a dude now. He's an old man now. Yeah. Though, you know. He's he's, he's a legend. What I love. Oh, the best, the best part, part of the, of the story. Yeah, the best yeah. part of the story. I almost forgot this part. Yeah. Um. So I posted on Facebook, and I'm like, "Hey, look who I met." You know, I didn't say who it was uh, on my personal page. Well, on the M Tech page, we did say who it was. And actually, if you guys ever want to follow us on Facebook, M Tech Pro Media on Facebook, like mm -hmm. our page, it will help us out a lot. Um, the uh, I posted the picture on on Facebook, and then I happened to go by my parents' house that night, mm. and my mom's like, "So, how do you know who Ron Jeremy is?" And I'm like, "Oh no." You looked, and she's like, yeah, I didn't know who he was, so I had to Google it. And I was like, no, Mom! No, don't go to the video section! Don't Google who Ron Jeremy is. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. So now I'm like, it's like that one time where you're like, I don't give a fuck what I post on social media. But mm -hmm. then when your mom's like, hey, who's this porn star you're with? You're like, fuck. <laughs> okay, I sort of give a fuck who <laughs> what I post on social media. We can only pray she didn't watch any videos. Uh, I don't even. I just tried to change the topic as fast as possible. Mm. I think even your dad knew who he was, though. Yeah, I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, da I was like, hey, uh, Christian was telling me he was at the airport today, and uh, he met Ron Jeremy. And the first thing my dad said, "Who? Why, how the hell do you know who Ron Jeremy is?" And then of course I'm like, "How do you know who Ron Jeremy is?" So, and then everyone stares at each other awkwardly yeah, until the and lights it's, turn and it's off. It's just like, oh man. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that picture when you sent me that like picture, I was just like that was one of the funniest things. I was like there was no like hesitation either like you sent me that picture I looked at it, I'm like that's Christian with Ron Jeremy what the fuck is going on I know it's crazy are you sure and I was like are you sure you're filming a cooking show today yeah <laughs> and, and nothing else the white cream sauce got everywhere oh god had no. to had to man had no no Ah, it's in my eye. It burns. Anyway, anyway. so <laughs> it was it was a fun day on set. I mean, I've met quite a few celebrities uh, mm -hmm. in the video production world. You just kind of do because sometimes they're there. You yeah. know, they're part of the production. And the big celebrities, I don't really care about. But like every time I meet like a famous comedian or um, who was that one guy uh, I met or I didn't really meet him, but I sort of saw him in passing. Um what is he's on comedy bang bang um reggie watts mm. when i saw reggie watts i was like holy fuck man i i love that guy's work yeah. you know but like if i saw like i don't know who's some a-list hollywood like dude? tom hanks no i would freak out if i met tom hanks okay uh, uh let's julia roberts julia, i could give oh, two well, fuck julia roberts I first two and foremost about julia roberts yeah. but man if you put like you know actually i care about the cast i mean of what, the what if Dead. what if you saw dave Chappelle at the airport well I would, I would have to scream. I'm Rick James, bitch. No, you, no, <laughs> that would probably piss him off. Of course it would. But I'd be like, I did it. Just like if I saw Shaq, I'd have to yell out Kazam. <laughs> oh, okay, God, Kazam. Uh, this generation doesn't know Kazam. They don't. No. I'm well, just, good. Maybe it's. I'm waiting that for dies. the inevitable remake with LeBron James. Mm. <laughs> Or maybe that's just Space Jam. I Space Jam is is that confirmed that I, LeBron I no James idea. is making a Space Jam? I, I don't know. Is uh, are those cartoons dead? Like, is anyone ever going to use Bugs Bunny? I'm sure makes money. Every I don't year. think they're dead. I think I they're still think there's, there's tons of merchandise and Six know, they, Flags. Yeah, I mean clearly, yeah, Six Flags and everything. I mean, it's just I don't know. The fact that they've still been able to endure this long since like the 1940s is still pretty big. Um, but I mean, I don't know if they have anything on like the Disney characters or anything, but then again, like how often do you watch Mickey Mouse cartoons? 
Well, the thing about Disney is it's like an entertainment company that owns a lot of different things that has nothing to do with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You know, like Disney owns Star Wars. That yeah. has nothing to do with uh, no. with Mickey Mouse, you Fucking, know? Uh, Marvel. To be honest, Disney is a uh, entertainment company that does adult things, but yet they they uh, they want you to, you know, imagine them as still just a squeaky clean sort of concept, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of sort of interesting. Yeah. Disney is a weird one, though. It is. It is. Um, but, yeah, there we go. We got Ron Jeremy. We got Pokemon. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. But uh, we do have one more thing I want to mention just because I thought this comment was just really funny. In last week's podcast, we were talking about the new Ghost in the Shell trailer. Um, and we were talking a little bit about the controversy with Scarlett Johansson playing the major. And this just great comment right here. And the username is also just ridiculous. So here it is. It is LeBron James makes my dick James harder. <laughs> said um honestly at this point scarlett johansson could star as martin luther king jr and i'd still fap <laughs> just imagine her with that little thin mustache oh god <laughs> little, almost like pencil thin mustache yeah let's see if they'll get away with that one i and don't she's think like they crawling will. towards like congress she's like i have a dream you know like when they were doing like the whole march yeah except that she's being all like I don't sexy know, put her in like leather or something yeah, I don't know, yeah. like a le- like a leather suit and for some reason she's shooting a gun yeah fuck it just <laughs> really just go full-on scar joe with it <laughs> <laughs> and, oh man I just want to never mind. And it's just like a close up on her ass as she's like walks into the Oval Office to talk to the president. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It sounds good to me. I'd fap. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> you got anything uh, to add to that, Corey? I got nothing on, on oh, that okay. one. All right, but yeah, I just I just saw that comment. I just thought that was really damn funny. So again, guys, if you have any other comments, questions, or anything you just want to ask us, just let us know on the YouTube page, and uh, if you have any funny comments, we'd like to talk about those as well. So, moving on, I want to talk about this brand new movie trailer, which just came out in the last week. Um, It's technically the second trailer for the film, but boy, is it different from the first. I'm talking about Kong Skull Island, the next big reboot of the King Kong franchise, which is also going to be tied to the brand new American Godzilla franchise. So this is all taking place within the same universe, and this is essentially the build-up to the inevitable Godzilla vs. King Kong film. Well, there you go. If you ask me, match made in heaven, I'm glad they made Kong bigger, Mm -hmm. I'm glad they are uh, bringing them all in the same thing, and these movie studios are not dumb. They are not trying to just one and done these series anymore they're all trying to get them weaved into each other and mm-hmm. the same universe and stuff like that so i, I, I think we can uh, thank marvel for making that happen or to a very lesser extent uh looking back to 2003 freddy versus jason uh, yeah that and i think that uh as they, stupid as that movie is i still i still want to give netflix some credit because netflix always does episodic stuff so much better mm-hmm. you know so i'm sort of i think that uh they can't, you know, come out with episodes necessarily, but what they can do uh, is um, do like sequels, you know, and be like, hey, this is going to be like a fucking 14 part sequels, you mm-hmm. know, thing. So I think that they're doing a really good job yeah. with that. And uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So the brand new trailer uh, is a little strange, um, mostly in a, in a tonal sense. Um you know the the whole point of King Kong is that it's it's just a mo- movie about like this giant gorilla. He's basically a monster. He lives on this island, and in the original film, they take him to New York, and you know the whole story of King Kong. Um, 
but that alone, like when you just talk about it out loud, oh, it's a giant gorilla. You know, it's it's definitely got a like a bit of campiness to it. You kind of just have to like take it for what it is. If you try to think about it too much, you end up getting Peter Jackson's King Kong, which I think was way too long and way too serious a lot of the time. It didn't bother me. I no. thought it was a good movie. I just think uh, people just were, you know, trying to take it too seriously themselves. And also, man, they wasted so much time building up those characters. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the beginning movie of that was film. over three hours long. I'm sure the extended cut is like a four-hour movie, You know how too. long the original King Kong is? It's under an hour and a half. I was going to say 45 minutes, but I don't know. Whoa, that's way too damn short. <laughs> well, but who I mean, knows? Like, there were no rules for movies back then. Yeah, but I mean, like, in the original King Kong, you get to the island in, like, ten minutes. Like, there's, like, no waiting. You get right to the good stuff. You get it. There's an adventurer movie star. There's mm-hmm. a director. There's some. There's the hot chick. And mm-hmm. now go, you know? But the thing about this King Kong movie is that it's <sighs> taking a brand new direction. Seeing as how this is another reboot, uh, it's going to actually be set in the 1970s, which has already got me scratching my head a little bit, considering that the Godzilla reboot takes place in modern times. So I'm really curious as to if this is going to be the actual Kong that fights Godzilla or if it's going to be like a younger Kong that we see in the movie, maybe a family member. Um, But the Kong that they show in the trailer uh, I think looks really cool. It's very different um, from some of the other interpretations, but taking a lot of inspiration from the original 1933 movie, but also a little bit of inspiration from the 1970s King Kong, which did you ever see that version? Yes. Is that one when they give him a heart transplant? It, well, that, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that that's like that's a King Kong movie we barely acknowledge. That's a King Kong Lives. Um, that's actually the sequel to the '70s version, which uh, has Jeff Bridges in it, the dude. The dude. I don't know if you remember. It was uh, it was he out, the friend of King Kong in that one? No, uh, it was still the same thing. It was just it was another female, another hot blonde chick who you know falls in love with Kong. Not so much falls in love, but, uh, you know, has a strong relationship, almost like a pet with King Kong, and King Kong loves her. Um, but, I mean, it's the same general plot as the original movie. It's just that one is also set during the 1970s when it was made, and unlike the ending of the film where uh, King Kong goes up the Empire State Building, in the 70s version, he actually goes on the Twin Towers. Well, that doesn't work out. It doesn't, obviously. <laughs> it's it's You watch it nowadays, and, you know, it's just it's, it's going to seem a little weird in a post homerous kind of sense. But, like... Uh, Never forget Harambe. Oh, God. That was, like, my my worst thing. Like, when I saw that Kong trailer, I'm like, how many fucking Harambe comments Comments? are going to be on this bitch? And thank God there weren't that many. I think it's actually starting to die down a little bit, Um, which we need to let that fucking shit go. Plus, that meme was just not funny. It was just stupid. Um, But this version of Kong takes a lot of inspiration from 1930 version and the 70s version because he's, if you've noticed in the trailer, he stands upright a lot. Yes. Like, he's not like the Peter Jackson version where they basically just made a realistic giant gorilla. Like, the way he moved around and stuff, like using his knuckles to walk around and, you know, Donkey Kong style. Yeah. Uh, But this one is definitely more upright and taller, which I honestly think is more fitting, especially if he's going to be fighting against Godzilla. He is big, but I still think he is a little smaller than Godzilla. But, you know, then again, the Muto were able to fight against Godzilla, and they were way smaller. Um, They almost beat Godzilla. Yeah, they did. They whipped his ass. So I honestly think Kong is going to give him one hell of a match. I mean, Godzilla clearly has an advantage simply because of his size and the fact that he can breathe fucking atomic rays. But this is giving us our very first glimpse of what Kong's going to be capable of. And uh, I also love the fact that the movie is, I believe, going to be set entirely on the island. I think it's going to be all about them discovering this island and finding all these other monsters and creatures. There are other creatures in the movie, which are 
freaking awesome looking. There are these things, I think they call them skull crawlers. Yeah. Which are like these like weird lizard creatures, which if the trailer is any indication, like you see these like giant uh, gorilla skeletons, which I'm assuming these creatures have like eaten. Yes. And they've basically almost made like Kong's entire like family or like the species like extinct. And there's all types of other creatures you can see in the trailer. There's like a giant water buffalo that's coming out of this swamp. Uh, there's this massive, creepy ass looking spider, which they're firing at with a machine gun, which it's King Kong. You got to have some giant bug creatures, especially after the Peter Jackson movie, which. That part was scary. That scene was disturbing. <laughs> like, my girlfriend does not like bugs. She can't watch that scene. Oh, my God. It's, it's terrifying. It is one of the most nightmare fuel induced scenes that I've ever seen. And it goes on and on and on. It's so freaking terrifying. I hate that. Um, I think Peter Jackson does CGI better than a lot of people. Yeah, the CGI. Well, to be fair, there were moments in the in the Peter Jackson version where the CGI looked good, but then there were moments that I thought looked kind of bad, like the whole uh, the Brontosaurus stampede. Like while it's an impressive sequence, like it just looks so fake. Like you can tell those people are not like. They should have all been crushed instantly, but they're just, like, casually running around these things. Yeah, like it's, it's a little, like, they're almost, like, on rails compared to, like, where mm-hmm. the, the dinosaurs are walking and yeah. stuff. Um, I mean, what do, you, what do you think of the effects in this one, like, how, how Kong looks? Like, I, I don't think it looks <laughs> that much better, to be honest, than uh, Peter Jackson. I don't think it looks that much better either. Uh, the one thing I do think is that uh, uh, it has a really decided tone of smoky and hard to see and, like, war. It looks like fucking uh apocalypse now with monsters that's know? actually a really good uh good thing to bring up because this census is set during the 1970s it does kind of have like that like post vietnam feel to it yes especially it with the military that's going to be involved i mean we have to remember sam jackson's going to be in this movie which, which automatically immediately, yeah immediately makes it like probably entertaining and kind of campy you have john goodman of all people who's going to be playing a character in this movie you have tom hiddleston who has become a huge actor over the last couple of years that's uh, loki famous for playing yep famous loki. for playing loki from the uh, the marvel films uh-huh. um and i'm just looking at the other members of the cast unfortunately just not too many other people i recognize except of course for uh, uh dr steve brule Steve Brule, John C. Riley, who he's the one character in the trailer like that, like kind of shifts the tone because it's that's the thing. The trailer opens up with Credence Clearwater Revival's uh, "Bad Moon Rising." Yes, and I'm not sure if the song is fully appropriate, but like I don't know, it, it at least lets you know that this is set during the 70s. Yes, uh, and then we go to Skull Island, which of course the the giant outline of the map is shaped like a skull. And uh, then they immediately, like, run into Kong, and he just starts wrecking all their shit, and, the, and then the trailer tries to get serious for a second. And then comes John C. Riley in this big, goofy old beard, and he just sounds like John... I can't take John C. Riley serious. No, well, I don't think I you're can't. supposed to. I feel like he's supposed to be the comic relief of Oh, definitely, without a the doubt. Film, you know? He looks like this, like, old, grizzled guy who, like, got stranded on the island, like, years ago and somehow just lives with the natives. Yes. And he, uh, you know, he knows everything about Kong and all the other monsters on the island. So basically he's going to be kind of like their island guide as they make their way through all of these, like, monsters and things. But I also really love the fact that uh, the back of the jacket that he's wearing says uh, something about good health. So it's just oh immediate- god yeah. So it immediately reminded me. I'm like, oh, for your health, for your health. <laughs> Fucking Doctor Steve rule. I think that's that was the rule. Yeah. He's like, I'll only do it if you let me, uh, yeah. you know, make a rule reference yeah. in it. And I will so. say that uh, you're, you're actually watching a sequence from Peter Jackson's King Kong where he's fighting against the uh, the, the T Rexes. I forgot there were three of them. Yeah, like I have to admit, like this scene is still pretty fucking awesome. 
It's probably one of the cooler scenes of the whole film. I'd say it's probably my favorite sequence of the whole thing. It's one of my favorite sequences of all King Kong movies, actually. You yeah. Know, I think that it's it's just cool looking. You it's know? a great reference to the original where he fights against a stop motion T-Rex, which Does not I don't know if we're going to see. I mean, we see some dinosaur-like creatures in the Skull Island trailer. Um, I don't think we're going to get... I don't, I don't think they're going to replicate the whole T-Rex battle just because it's been done so many times. Mm-hmm. If they're smart, they're going to do something new. Especially Him and because, the Skull Crushers are going to fight, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Those creatures, uh, maybe even a few other surprises, because since this is set in the whole Godzilla universe, we know there are big fucking monsters to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 really cool that this is going down. Um, did you have a favorite scene from the trailer? Um, I like, was it uh, Sam Jackson and Kong face off? Yeah, that shot where he's like coming up through the fire. Yeah. Yeah, that did look pretty awesome. That did look pretty darn cool. Yeah, I was I'd, I was cool with that. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was, uh, that was going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited to see how they capture Kong because that's always one of my favorite elements, you know, when the kind of the film settles down and they they try to capture him. And Mm -hmm. I was like, how many tranquilizers is that going to take? You know, like, I mean, we'll have to. I mean, my theory is they're not going to capture Kong. They're not like they're not going to do. I think they're going to just have Godzilla show up there. No, 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 no. no. What they're going to do is they're probably going to axe the whole King Kong goes to New York thing. Uh Because, I mean, that's just it's been done a million times. And this is supposed to be like the first setup. And, I mean, the whole movie is called Skull Island, so I'd really like it to be set entirely on the island, period. Yes. Um, and I, I want them to find a way to keep Kong there. But, like I said, I'm still interested to learn if this is going to be the Kong that fights against Godzilla. Because, you know, there, there's a good 40 or so years or more, like, before the Godzilla event happened. But they also made it painfully clear that Godzilla existed before that time. But the next movie is going to take place after the Godzilla movie. So there, there's still so many questions uh, to see what they're going to do with this one. But there is an overarching theme um, throughout both of these movies. There's an organization which is called Monarch, which is uh, basically... The Monarch! Yeah, exactly. No, it's almost <laughs> impossible to say the Monarch without making a Venture yeah. Brothers reference. Uh, but, like, their whole point of existing is to try and, like, find these monsters and, like, document them and stuff. So we're probably going to see the origins of their... Oh, in this scene. Ah! Yeah. King Kong biting off the tongue of the T-Rex. Yeah. That was freaking brutal. And then breaking his head. Yeah. And, and basically, this was the scene from the original King Kong, was just Kong fighting against a single uh, T-Rex, and then they just roll around for a little bit, and then he just completely wrecks its jaw. Yeah. I mean, gah. Yeah, this sequence still does look pretty awesome. Yeah, this is pretty cool. You can't deny. I mean, it's just a, it's a giant gorilla just, oh, destroying a T-Rex. Yeah. I like how he plays with the jaw for a second. That's what they always do, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, of course, the, the triumphant beating of the chest, which, of course, they have in the trailer as well. they got to have that. It's all set to the music as well <laughs> at the end of the trailer, which is a little cheesy, but I like it. It's, um, it's solid editing 101. Yeah. You know, that's what you got to do. But, I mean, King Kong is a really classic uh, film character. I mean, I can only imagine what people thought in 1933 when they saw that original movie. Like, try to find the uh, King... Oh, look, King Kong vs. T-Rex. There's the original. Where? This one? Did you ever see the original? It's been so long. Yeah. I think I've only seen pieces of it. Okay. I mean, I'm 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 a monster movie kind of guy, so I've seen it at least, I think, five times all the way through. Um, Someone but- said top ten anime battles right here. I'm like, this is not an anime. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an anime. I mean, if you, you could... <laughs> it looks just as good as the Peter Jackson one. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I still think... I mean, yes, it's old school filmmaking, but like at the time, there had never been special effects like this before. No one had ever seen stop motion monsters fighting before. So 
This just had to blow people's freaking minds. It was yeah. ridiculous. And like I said, you can kind of see by looking at this Kong how the uh, the Skull Island version kind of takes a little bit of inspiration from its design. Yes. Where, like, you look at King Kong uh, Peter Jackson, like, that Kong is, like, really bushy and, like, thick. This one's a little leaner and the, and the hair is a little shorter. Yes. So that's kind of what they're going for, which I really do like. I like that they're honoring uh, the original classic uh, as well as kind of making it something new, like it's standing completely upright and just super muscular. That shot where he's walking through the water reminds me a lot of uh, Shadow of the Colossus. It has this, that very same feel. Mm-hmm. It really does. Wow, this scene obviously was the inspiration for the way Kong killed the last one. Oh, know? he does the uh, the same exact thing, I believe. I yeah. don't think it's as as extremely violent, yeah, uh, but brutal. he pretty much does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, he just completely breaks his jaw, he plays with it for a second. Yeah. And then he does raw. But yeah, they pretty much took uh, that scene, they're like, you know what, we can make that better, and they made him fight against like multiple T-Rexes on this cliff as they're falling and everything, and it's super intense. Dude, that just reminds me that they're filming uh, uh, Pacific Rim 2 right now, and that Hell is yes. so awesome. I'm ready for Pacific Rim 2, man. Such an underrated sci-fi classic. Well, actually, I don't think it's underrated. I think a lot of people like it. Yes. You know, I don't think there's enough people talking about it, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's got John Boyega in it, starring as the uh, the son of Idris Elba's uh, character. The we are canceling the apocalypse. That guy, I can't wait to see him in action. Um, none of the other characters, though, I think are returning. I think it's like an entirely new cast. I guess I'm okay which is with that. Kind of disappointing. I don't know. I, I wanted, liked. I wanted to see more of Rinko Kikuchi, who I totally wish would bear my children, but like I like I like the main dude. Yeah. I thought he was good. He's all right. Yeah, and I like at the end of it, the movie they they did not kiss. You know. Yeah, I mean they could have they could have totally gone down that route, and they didn't. And they didn't. They were really smart in doing that. But I mean, they're not even going to be in the next movie, so we're not going to see their continuation. But I do hope Ron Perlman comes back. Because I mean, it's it's Ron fucking Perlman. But also that actor made uh, that director is the same one with Hellboy and everything. So him and Ron Perlman is kind of like the same thing with Johnny Depp and uh, what's the other director? <laughs> oh, and uh, Tim Burton. Yeah, like it's kind of like you know you get both of them when yeah. you when you get one of them. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, where's our third fucking Hellboy movie? Uh, don't don't I can never say this guy's name. What's the director? Guillermo name? del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. He says he needs about uh. I think he said $20 million to make it minimum, and he can't get the funding. Really? How can they not get the... Did the second movie not do as hot? I thought it did fine. I thought it was good. I enjoy I I do like the first one more, but I think the second movie, visually speaking, is awesome. Yeah. You could see that uh, a lot of Pan's Labyrinth affected the design Mm -hmm. of that movie, but like for the better. Absolutely. I remember just, when I took you to Pan's Labyrinth and you had no idea what the fuck that movie was going to be about. God, that was a, that was the best way to experience that. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I really knew, I was like, what the fuck is Pan's Labyrinth? And I'm like, it's not too often I go to a movie like completely blind, but that was one of those moments. And at first I thought it was just going to be a fantasy movie. And then all of a sudden there's extreme executions. Uh, and demons that eat babies demons with eyeballs in the hands. And uh, rape and violence. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? But it blew my mind. It was one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen and so visually stunning. And it had a great story. Um, and I think it's a, it's one of those timeless movies. Like, you can watch Pan's Labyrinth 10 years, 20 years from now, and it'll still have the same impact because it's a period piece as well. Oh, yeah. It's so. just a really good-looking movie. Mm-hmm. And also, it uses, uh, um, what is it, uh, practical effects. A lot, a yeah. Lot. yeah. And that is awesome because, man, mm-hmm. you just don't see that anymore. You mm-hmm. know, you really don't see that as much. And uh, like it it's safe to say, Pan's Labyrinth is gonna probably age better than say Pacific Rim. 
simply just because Pacific Rim, they just they couldn't do it without CG. I don't think at this point. I mean, there's no way they could make an animatronic look that good. But then again, I mean, they are robots, so maybe it could work. No, because I do think Pacific Rim has some pretty good effects. But I do when I'm watching it, I do feel like I'm watching a video game cutscene a lot. Yeah, I have a whole bunch. Like I showed. I have a friend that's not really like into anime and you know monsters and everything, but I was like, "Look, we're not going to get all into the story. I'm just going to uh, fast forward to the good parts." Mm-hmm. And he he loved it, but uh, he he uh, he wasn't into the, like the visual styling so much, yeah. you know. So uh, it just it is for it's a certain thing, you know. Certain people like certain stuff. I mean, as long as they bring the elbow rocket back, I'm happy. The elbow rocket. The elbow rocket. I want them to use swords from the first fight. <laughs> like they, they shouldn't like hide the swords like it was a secret weapon you know i think that was it was also kind of like a veiled reference to like the classic mecha shows and power rangers of the past where like we have nothing left no more weapons but we do have our sword which is the best weapon and we don't use it till the end <laughs> well there well there was a very important reason as to why they couldn't use the sword when they were in the city and that's because uh the blood from the kaiju would uh, destroy everything oh well fuck that kill him anyway you gotta just do it you just gotta kill him <laughs> you had to be careful though. that stuff was gonna shower all over the place yeah which is why they waited to do it when they were like in the atmosphere oh that's true mm-hmm. yeah well there's always a reason yep most likely it's after the fact they tell you about it yep uh but yeah uh, oh, uh, but tell you what, man, I could not be more excited about Pacific Rim 2, even though it's just filming now, yeah. which probably means we're not going to see it for another year. Uh, at best. At best, because yeah. the, the, the special effects probably take forever to do. Oh, the post-production on that movie is going to be nuts. Yeah. It's going to be insane. They'll probably be able to actually film it pretty quick, to be perfectly honest. Um, but, I mean, those movies also did have some good practicals, like the whole set they created when they're, like, in the cockpit. Yeah, and the uh, the helmets filling up with gel and stuff, which mm-hmm. is obviously a, uh anime reference in many ways. Oh, it's 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 Evangelion. Yeah. There's no doubt it is. It's just Evangelion. It's Evangelion right <laughs> But, I mean, those those that's kind of the whole point of Pacific Rim, though. It's like paying homage to all those classic mecha series. And the practicals of the cockpit. You know, yeah, like that whole feel mm-hmm. and how they uh, like they actually created like a massive like moving set, yeah, that they could actually like film them in, which I really commend them for. They could have totally just done this overblown Transformers Michael Bay CGI bullshit, or a, and uh, they made it seem actually organic and real by seeing them in there, yeah, and like and in those cool suits. Yeah, it was very cool. I I really like Pacific Rim. I want to rewatch it just talking about it. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It, I still think it holds up. It's just it's one of those like. And it's original. That's the thing. Even though it is, does pay homage to a lot of things, it's something new and original, not not based on a graphic novel or based on a comic book or a movie or a TV show. It's just, We're it's not creative, thing. is what yeah, it might be it's, called. It's, it's actually creative, which that's probably another reason why I'm probably more hyped for that than Kong Skull Island. But I am really interested to see what they're going to do with this brand new King Kong because I love those movies a lot. Um, the original is still my favorite, like bar none, but Peter Jackson's is right behind that. And I do have a soft spot for the 70s version, which, like I said, it's got the dude in it. You know, you got to check out the, <laughs> the original King Kong. And we haven't even talked about the original King Kong versus Godzilla. Look at how horrible that is. How did they yeah. even get the rights? Did they actually get the rights? They or? did. They uh, they did get the rights to King Kong. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously they made some big differences. Did they get the rights to Godzilla? Because neither of these characters look right. No, 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 it, it is a it is a Godzilla movie first and foremost. But they made don't. By that Toho. doesn't look like Godzilla, really. Well, to be to be fair, Godzilla looks almost different in every movie. Like if you look at Godzilla, and, and this was only the third Godzilla movie. 
Oh, well, that's why. Okay, it's yeah. early Godzilla. Like, Godzilla before Godzilla before this looked different. The Godzilla after this movie looks different. The Godzilla after that one looks different. They're scratching and hugging each other. Yeah. The it's fact of the matter is, too, these suits get degraded and broken. And uh, after all this, like, heavy use and stuff, they just they can't last forever. And uh, Godzilla does look different a lot. Um, I mean, hell, look at Shin Godzilla compared to, the, you know, the newest one compared to some of the other ones we've seen. Oh, oh wow. the only CG shot or uh, stop motion shot in the movie was that one you just saw, the drop kick. The drop kick. Yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. Boom. Boom. The wow. only stop motion that, one God, in the God, that's film. horrible. <laughs> but I used to watch this as a kid all the time. Ugh. It's not good at all. It, it is also weird seeing King Kong like a suited version. Yeah. Which is also what's strange about the, the 1970s King Kong, the one with Jeff Bridges. Um, that King Kong is, is a man in a suit. But oh, really? It, but it looks significantly. See if you can find the 1970s King Kong. Okay. Um, just do King Kong 19. Let's see. I think it was 75, but I'm not sure we'll be able to find it at least. 76. Jessica Lang, that's who it was. Who she played. sounds famous. Yeah, I think she I've is. heard that, that name before. She was very big back in the day. She was. But I mean, like, it's fun. Jeff Bridges in this movie even looks like the dude. Like, he has long hair, but it's definitely one of the younger. Uh, he definitely looks a lot younger, but there's like a practical hand. But there's, yeah. There's a dude in a suit. There's a dude in a suit with a small amount of animatronics for the face. The classic, uh, the the waterfall scene, as many people like to call it. Um, this is where she actually starts to kind of appreciate King Kong. He's not really a bad guy at all. He's a really nice gorilla. Wait. I need, I need some, st- what the hell else is going on here? Let me see. I wish we could find like, if there's like a trailer or something for it. Cause I, I want you trailer. to see like Jeff Bridges, um, King Kong 1970. Let me describe Jeff. Let's see. Maybe we'll be able to find that. The dude. That's just a clip. There's Jeff Bridges right there. That's all I want to see. I want to see the dude in his natural dude habitat. But, I mean, it ends the same way. I mean, they go to the island. You get to see King Kong. He fights against a couple monsters. The big difference is in that one, he doesn't fight against as many monsters. He fights against a giant uh, boa constrictor, like a giant I snake. remember that. Yep. And then uh, I think he, like, bites its neck off and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then they bring him to the city, and he does the whole breakout. And then he goes to the top of the... Uh, Empire, not the Empire, the uh, the Twin Towers. They shoot him down. Like even on the poster, there he is on the Twin Towers. I remember that image. Yeah, that that was the one they used a lot for because uh, they had the the King Kong ride at Universal Studios oh, in Orlando, yeah. and they, they I, I rode that. Yeah, I'm glad I got to ride that too. Like it, it was it wasn't that great of a ride, but for what it was as a kid, I was like, holy shit! Like it, you did feel like you were in the oh yeah. There's the ending where he gets uh, all the helicopters come in. Yeah, this time it's helicopters. And uh, they not didn't the have airplanes. biplanes in the seventies. No, they just they, they really wanted to. And, I mean, they light King Kong up in this movie. They just completely wreck him. Um, I think Damn. he takes out like a couple of the helicopters. Yeah, boom. Mm. But yeah, this is basically you know this one kind of felt like a like a kaiju movie. Yeah, like kind of like a Godzilla movie, just because he was in a suit. But it ends the uh, pretty much the same way. He dies, falls over, and then uh, there was the sequel to this, like you said. Where they actually give him a fucking heart transplant. Yeah. But that movie sucks. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Oh my god, it's terrible. It really? Yeah, there's even Dr. Wolfiela reviewed that one. Oh man. <laughs> um and then uh, How many are there more than one now? Uh let me see. There's a few here. There's one. Yeah, there's there one. there's a female Kong and there's the male Kong, and then they have a baby, and it's terrible. <laughs> 
my so bad. God. Did, did you, there was also a sequel to the uh, the Japanese Godzilla versus King Kong. It was a singular King Kong movie um, where King Kong fights against a Mecha Kong. Okay, let me type that in. Okay. King. <laughs> I think Kong it's called uh, King Kong on the on the loose, or I'm not Mecha- sure. Megalodon. Mechanicong. There it is. It's it's called Mechanicong. Oh my god! If we can find this, it'll be awesome. Oh man, here it is. King the- King Kong versus Mechacong. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Right. Let's keep it moving, guys. All these other movies in here. Oh, uh, what's that turtle? Gamera! Gamera! Why has there not been a Gamera versus Godzilla movie? I don't know. You think they were both very popular. Yeah. Oh, here it is. It's very dark and shittily lit on purpose. Yeah, well, I mean, this is... This, you're looking at some bad footage. <laughs> God. <laughs> King Kong Escapes. That's what it's called. King Kong Escapes. King Kong Escapes. And that's the one that has the Mecha Kong in it. And even as a kid, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Like, I just really wasn't getting into it all that much. I didn't even know this existed, Corey. Really? You ridic- didn't? No. Oh, man. It was made from the people who made Godzilla, so it kind of has, like, that same feel to it. But, I mean, yeah, they're like, fuck it. Let's see if we can make our very own uh, Japanese King Kong franchise. And they started with one movie, and they never went any farther. They were like, oh, and we fucked up. Yep. Can't do this. Come on, guys. I want to see some of this. Oh, I don't want to see this guy talking about it. Okay. Well, that looks like crap. Look at that that Mecha Kong though. Like it looks like fucking Donkey Kong. Yeah, he's got a, a head laser. He has a head. <laughs> pew pew pew. <laughs> pew pew pew. Mass number two. I like his dead eyes. <laughs> that that that's like the worst thing about the the suited King Kong. It's just oh, he looks so man. lifeless. Mecha Kong roars. Let's hear this. Or Mecha King Kong roars. Let me turn this up. Oh, that's just horrible. That's so old. Why school. is a robot roar? <laughs> But look at that goofy face. That looks like fucking Donkey Kong. He's got like a samurai back helmet, though. Yeah. Those are some old school Toho effects. That is some old school sound effects right there. But who knows? Maybe with this reboot, we might even get our very own Mechanic Kong. King Kong Escapes. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. But the thing that was interesting about this movie is that even though it was made by the Japanese, it was also a joint project made in America as well. So there's a lot of American actors in the movie. Um, So, yeah. That's them trying to make money. (laughs) They're like, there's white people you recognize in this. Oh, God. Just look at the way he moves. It's so bad. Don't reference Mechagodzilla. That's good. Okay. Oh, I love Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. I think the first one is great. Yeah, that was the first Godzilla movie I ever saw. Yeah. And it has King Caesar. King Caesar. But you have to sing a fucking ten minute song to wake his ass up. And then all he does is shake his ears and then get blown away. <laughs> and he like does nothing. At least in Final Wars they got to like have him play soccer with fucking uh, Angerus. Oh my god. <laughs> King Caesar to me is the biggest like loss of potential. You know, like it was a cool character. Yeah, and he know? was a unique monster design and does nothing. And King Kong vs. Uh, Mecha Godzilla, when looked at a lot of the other older Godzilla movies, like has one of the bigger budgets. And you can tell. Oh, yeah. It's highly. Unlike the one you're looking at right now, King Kong and fucking, uh, what is this, Megalon? Megalon? Megalon. That movie sucks. How many, how many damn monsters can they have that have blade hands? Like, stop with the blade hands. Oh, Megalon and... Uh, What's the other one with the... He has the hook a, hands. He has uh, the saw, saw, saw in the middle. Yeah, and he has the saw on his... <laughs> stupid. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Oh, and fucking Jet Jaguar! That character is dumb. 
let's be honest. Jet Jaga. Who's like Jet Jaga? He's like a giant man ripoff. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, Ultraman. Oh, <laughs> there they are, both the Blade Hand monsters. Yeah, he appears. Yeah, that's that's what's funny. They both appear in the same movie, fighting against uh, Jet Jaguar. <laughs> oh God, it's so bad. Otherwise known as Mecha Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Oh, God. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Why would they fly that close? They have guns that shoot really far. I don't know. <laughs> Why did the planes fly so it's, close? It's Godzilla logic. Uh, this Godzilla movie is amazing, though, because it does have the... the just type in Godzilla. See, that looks like Godzilla to me. Yeah. That's, that's 70s happy, I'm going to save the universe Godzilla. Yeah. Very different from some of the previous ones. Um, look up Godzilla Dropkick. Okay. That it's from this movie. <laughs> and hopefully, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's amazing. Oh, there it is. Here we go. Oh yeah. Maybe my favorite scene. Godzilla the- vs. Meg- Megalon. Yeah. Here we go. Raw. <laughs> Boom. Now, what's reason- great about the scene is it's so cool that they show it twice. Oh, they do it again? Yeah, they do the same, and they don't even like try to Hide create it? a new shot. Like, it's do it so- again. The pickup scene looks different, where he's picking him up. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> I think those scenes are different, but it is the same move twice in a row. I mean, just they knew they're like, we oh, have to do Oh, they do a death man. battle of Godzilla vs. Gamera? You never saw that one? I feel like I have, most likely. Godzilla wins, right? Of course he does. He's yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Gamera was cool, but let's not get crazy, yeah. bitches. But still, they need to make Gamera versus Godzilla. Or at least a team-up movie. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It could be a good team-up movie, because Godzilla already has a turtle buddy. You know? True. True. You know? I always thought that his turtle buddy had the coolest uh, sound effect voice, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why it's. We'll take Angus. that. That's a good enough try. <laughs> What's that character's name? Angerus. How do you spell that? Uh, A N G U I R U S. There we go. Angerus talking. Let's see if we Oh, can... God. Don't get that. That's like the worst part. Yes, there is a movie where Godzilla and Angerus talk for, like, a few scenes. No! I just want to hear his roar. But you can't understand what they're saying. In the Japanese version, at the very top, they, you, they have speech bubbles, so you can understand them. Uh, let's see if we can get the kaiju talk. Yeah. No! Oh no, 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 we don't want that. No! What are you just looking for, like, The sound roar? effect. Just do Angerus roar. <laughs> That's what I think it sounds like. <laughs> Let's see. It has kind of this cooler sound. I just feel like it's a different sound compared to all the other monsters. <laughs> that's that's what the title of the podcast should be called. <laughs> I was going to say Angus Roar, <laughs> not eh, you know. Oh my god. Oh my god. Whatever, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is entertaining, guys. I don't even know anymore. I've given up. (laughs) I think we're trying to make a good show. Let's let's play it back one more time, guys. (laughs) This is us. This is a sound entertainment maker. This is the sound entertainment maker. For all those who decide to download this episode and listen to it in your car. Roll your windows down so everyone can hear it. Let's all together now. 
<laughs> okay, we're done with that. We promise. We're done. We're done. I'm done. Oh, man. How many? Dude, there are like 18 videos of this roar. Yeah. This is cool. Okay. Angerus clearly has his fans. You know what I love about this character? You can tell that's a dude in a suit on his knees. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like anatomically. Oh, no, they don't even interesting. try. They're like, we're not even going to try to make him stand upright or try to make it seem like. No, just, dude, just bend your knees back. Whatever. Yeah. Like, Angerus always looks like he's a child crawling. Yeah. It looks pretty. It cool. might have been a little different in the Final Wars version, but I I think that's the way he's always been. Dude. Okay. Anyway, Godzilla memories, dudes. Do we have another topic? I feel like we might have missed something. Um, we do have one more thing that we could talk about. Yeah, let's go for it. Which is the new death battle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So death battle's awesome. I think we can all agree on that one. And the last time we talked about death battle, I believe was Hulk versus Doomsday. At the very end, they previewed the fact that Zoro is going to be fighting next. And we've been desperately trying to figure out who it's going to be. They have revealed that Zoro is going to be fighting from Fairy Tale, Ezra Scarlet. Zoro wins. <laughs> no question at all. Right here, I called it. So, like, you're, you 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 at least read Fairy Tale, right? Scarlet's a cool character. She's probably the only redeemable female in that show that isn't overly Ezra Scarlet. I'm sorry, I said Ezra. Uh. Well, anyway, I know who you meant. The one that has, like, armor that appears, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Um, or as I know her, the hot redheaded chick. Well, I just think that she's actually a capable fighter. She doesn't just outthink the bad guy, you know, mm. like, oh, you fell for my trap. Yeah. Um, she actually is, like, powerful. I just, man, like, I feel that her character could possibly put up a fight. But at the end of the day, when Zoro wants to cut her, he's going to cut her. You know, really, you don't you don't think her armor could protect her from any of his attacks? You don't. You don't. You, then again, Zoro has cut mountains in half. Look, you don't. You don't beat Zoro by taking an attack and being stronger. You you don't. You just you dodge the attack and then attack him. You know, mm -hmm. you don't beat Zoro by taking the attack. You know, we've seen that never work. Mm -hmm. You know, so but can't she summon like countless numbers of swords and stuff? Zoro has three swords and he can make his arms grow. And, yeah, but you know, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. Has she ever done anything? Because I don't follow fairy tale that much. Has she done anything like to the equivalent of Zoro? No, her armor just gets bigger and her swords get longer, and you know, she's like new form. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm misjudging that character, but I am almost. I am saying like five to one, he wins. You know? <laughs> Even one of the comments on uh, the Zoro video says, "Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I haven't watched fairy tale. But isn't her ability like literal plot armor?" <laughs> <laughs> I like that uh that one of this ones I pray that Zora learned how to cut through friendship before fighting. <laughs> Cuz every time the friends are in trouble, fucking I have to win or else my friends are going to get in trouble and killed. Ah, and then they win, mm -hmm. you know, insert fairy tale plot right there. Yeah. And then does she have like she has multiple forms that she can go through, right? Look like at this fucking armor. Sawyer Sawyer 7 Mage made a damn video about this. Yeah, like, th you have to realize, this is a death battle that has got the anime community kind of freaking out, because whoever wins, there's going to be a shitstorm. Yeah. You know, the fairy tale fans will be pissed if Zoro wins, and the One Piece fans will be pissed if uh, Urza wins. It's just, they want their favorite character to win, but it it's hard to say. I mean, Zoro has existed a lot longer than uh, Urza has, but I mean, I've seen Urza do some crazy shit. Like, she's really powerful. They could. I, I see what people are saying. They could let her win because of plot armor. Like, they mm -hmm. could, like, whip that out as an ability. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know? Like, oh, her plot armor is so strong, it caused her to win. Mm -hmm. You know? 
Uh, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And Zoro isn't the most powerful swordsman in the world yet in the show, so mm-hmm. he could, you know, possibly. I mean, I guess be the defeated. only other ones that stand against him would be Mihawk and uh, whoever else we haven't seen. <laughs> there and there's a ton of people we haven't seen. You know, there might be there might be people like on. Uh, the big emperor's what was uh or... shanks swordsman was so powerful that they were kind of scared about that you know remember yeah, yeah they were even building him up too yeah so, so i think that that's a uh, that's kind of cool mm-hmm. god fucking i love youtube there's so much randomness on it that you can literally like spend days watching stupid shit <laughs> like we watched four videos on how to make fried apple pies this morning you know? <laughs> so all for the purpose of thanksgiving yeah i was like yeah Every time I want to learn something, I just like watch YouTube yeah. videos. But uh, but yeah, next time we'll uh, we'll definitely take a look at the uh, Zoro versus uh, Talk about battle, that. yeah, and uh, see how it goes down. We'll, we'll we'll consider it kind of like a live play by play as we're looking at it because that should be out next week, and I'm really anticipating it. It's one of the first death battles I've been looking forward to for a long time, and I just can't call it like at all. A lot of that having to do with the fact that I just don't know shit about fairy tale. But obviously, I want my boy Zoro to win. But who knows? Urza could take it. Urza, Power Urza for the loss. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, not into fairy tale like that. To be honest, I read it, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to think that it's better than One Piece. Mm. Never ever. It's like a guilty pleasure. I just want to see the battles. I don't blame you. All right, guys. Well, uh, before we wrap up, let me just take a moment to uh, thank our network. That's Rogue Intel. Uh, Rogue Intel gives us the ability to speak our minds and be ourselves and talk about cool things like anime swordsmen fighting each other and giant monkeys. So uh, make sure to check out the other shows at RogueIntel.com. And if you want to help keep the network going, please head over to RogueIntel.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs this holiday season. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a portion of your total will go towards the Rogue Intel network. Christian, you got anything else for us? Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. This show wouldn't be anything without you guys. And until next time, the powerful Nerdcast is out.